The Forever Bogus Podcast is brought to you by Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. That's right, folks. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, be sure to stop into Big Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. You know, good times, chili, retro gaming, what else do you want? That's right. If you're looking for a nostalgic good time, check out Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. Hey, man. How you living in hell today? Hell fucking rules, dude. Hell fucking yeah, dude. You know when we're down here, we're eating rats and being goblins? Uh Uh-huh. You know what the best thing to do is listen to a bogus podcast? I heard from Satan himself that the bogus boys are back with the Halloween podcast. What's your take on now or laters? I think it's now and laters. <laughs> now or laters is too indecisive. Like is it, it would be like you have some, have it now or or have it later. Right? That's what you I thought what? they were called. So it's now and later. So like you regurgitate it. Oh fuck! Now I don't know. Uh-oh. Hold on, Uh-oh. we have to look okay. this up. Now and later. We're starting the show off with a mystery here. It is now and laters. Now and laters. Wow. Why would they name you know, it like I that? I was saying it, and I, it started to sound r- like. Wrong? Seriously wrong, but um, <laughs> now and laters, I equate pretty pretty immediately in my mind to this roller rink that was by my house because there was a uh, a claw machine inside um, for twenty five cents, and you could you could get as many now and laters as you can, and those what? things will will rip the filling straight up out of your teeth, and also you can't get all the paper off of it, so you wind up eating <laughs> little bits of paper. <laughs> That's so true. Why do you ask this? I don't know. I've never liked now and laters. So I always it was always curious of who liked now and laters and why they were still in business. Well, I will tell you my friend um my friend Jared liked now and laters and I'll tell you something fucking vile, dude. <laughs> we're playing hacky sack in high school. Of course. You know, 420 yes. blaze it. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um <laughs> Uh, I, I go to, I, you know, I miss a kick or whatever, and I go to pick up his hacky sack, and it is this gnarly black, it looks like tar, and it's like fuzzy, and uh, I ask him, why does his hacky sack look like that? And it's because he kicked a hole into it, I mean, he played so much that I guess holes were in it, so he, so to seal it, he chewed up a bunch of now and laters and oh. sealed it shut. No. Yes. What was he thinking? He's just vile. He's very, he's, he's very vile. vile. He's just as vile. vile as a forever Boogus Halloween podcast. Nice segue. <laughs> I, you know what I picture in my head with that? I picture a ghost on a segue, an actual That's segue. That's what going, I was thinking too. <laughs> Holy shit. A skeleton on a segue. <laughs> and it's me, your ghoulish host that knows the most, B-Boy Spooky Bryce. And I am conjoined here with the one and only. Oh, that's me. That's um, you. Hey, what's up, dude? It's Halloween Jamie. Back Halloween to be, Jamie. <laughs> back to be scary once again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. We have man. officially started the Halloween season. And J-Dog or Spooky Jamie or Halloween Jamie, I'm so excited. Me too, man. It's good to be here. I think everybody's really excited. I mean, they started dropping... The goddamn cereals in like July this year. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I was in Sam's Club and they had a two pack for sale and it was like, it was my birthday. It was August 5th. I'm like, how is this possible? 
Birthdays with the worst days. Now we drink <laughs> Sam Club when we Thursday. Now we eating Halloween Captain Crunch on the Thursday. Uh, what, so what cereals did you get? Uh, the cereals? Yeah. I got the Halloween Captain Crunch and the Monster Mix. Uh, was it, uh, was, is the monster mix all like, you know, the whole different packs of them? Yes. It's like a little variety, variety pack with a small packs and stuff. What's your favorite of the monster cereal? Honestly, I'm just going to have to go with Booberry. Yo, you know what? I gotta be, I'm dead serious with you, man. I'm not trying to blow smoke. I think Uh that's an edgy take, but (laughs) I think most people would disagree with you, but I, I, I am actually in agreement. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's why we are best friends. I think so. <laughs> you know, it's weird to like discover weird little things like that about somebody. It's true. That's why I wanted to know your take on now and later. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like, I mean, do you know anybody whose favorite is Frankenberry? Um, I don't think so. Is it Frankenberry or yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. I don't Booberry, know. Frankenberry. Frankenberry, Wolfberry, uh, no, that's, Chocoberry. That's brute, fruit Brute. <laughs> And yummy mummy. <laughs> we don't know our cereals, but we are a nostalgic podcast. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, the Forever Bogus podcast is always sponsored by Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. Mm-hmm. I guess it is. Okay, okay. Well, what does Big Ed have on the menu for us today? Well, folks, have you ever seen a movie called When Good Ghouls Go Bad? Oh, hell yes. You're talking about the 2001 made-for-TV movie When Good Ghouls Go Bad, starring Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Lloyd, um, uh, oddly enough, we're recording this. We didn't do this on purpose. This was picked out by our uh, supreme overlords over at uh, Ed's Retro Arcade in Chile. Um, Ironically enough, this year, the year that we're recording this, Uh he has another Halloween movie coming out, Christopher Lloyd. He's going to be in the Spirit Halloween movie. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yeah, the trailer looks looks pretty promising. I guess this is why opposites attract Bryce because <laughs> I watched that trailer and I I laughed until I cried. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. No, well, that's a good thing. That's great. You know, not on purpose. I actually watched it three times in a row. That's saying something. I, I'm dead serious. I I, I cried. I cried. I I had you tears streaming for. I couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing. It was so embarrassing. I can't wait to see it. Well, uh, when Good Ghouls Go Bad premiered during Fox Family's 13 Days of Halloween during the 2001 uh, season. And I I don't fully know how to explain this because there's a lot that goes on. But I think the best way to do so is by their tagline. Hmm. And that tagline is, After 20 years, the people of Walker Falls are celebrating Halloween again. The ghouls can't wait. I'll tell you what, terrible. Ta- the movie's great. <laughs> I love the movie. Like it, I, this, I, I saw online when we were like talking about uh, talking about this movie. Uh-huh. I somebody said um, it's the best Halloween movie that you've never heard of or never seen, and I absolutely I agree, with agree with that. I mean, it's yeah. like you know, I'm, it's like hocus pocus, but it's it's oddly kind of better in a way uh those are fighting words but i guess i guess guess. it's it's up there it's definitely up there with with hocus pocus and you're absolutely right this is one halloween movie that has gone under the radar for so many people i i can't even say that there's a cult following for this because i don't know many people who really enjoy this much less have heard of this i think the reason why i bring up the hocus pocus thing is because it's it has the halloween 
aesthetic. I mean, the, the trees, every tree, there's a tree in every shot and it's yes. like yellow and brown. There's jack-o'-lanterns oh. left and right. And you know what? There's a huge lore in Hocus Pocus and there's a huge lore and when good good ghouls go bad, because there's this curse that's set on the town of Water, oh um, yeah, 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 Walker Falls, Walker uh, Minnesota, Falls, yeah. where uh, Curtis Danko <laughs> is that it? Danko, it's okay. Danko. Uh, cursed the town, threatening to destroy everyone if they ever celebrate Halloween ever again. Because supposedly in high school, these fucking jocks kill him. Okay, okay. Look, you're burying the lead really quick. Am I? This kid looks like. Uh, um, Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh, he does. Yeah, and he's it's a, a mixture between Robert Smith and The Crow. Sure. Very goth, <laughs> very embarrassing, yes. but very cool. He's got big, giant black hair. He's very emotional, and he paints and stuff. And he gets cooked in a... Uh, in Incinerator. A, in a, well, no, no. He gets put in the oven that they use to cook clay pots that you make in art class, whatever, yes. that, whatever that's called. Yes. Um, I forget my clay pot... Uh, verbiage, but I thought it was an incinerator, but I'm totally wrong. I guess. Well, no, no, because it was in the high school. I don't. I, hey, welcome to welcome to Scary Falls High School. We have an incinerator in our art class. <laughs> Actually, that's not too far off because I don't know if you knew this, but when good ghouls go bad, it's an R.L. Stein joint. You know what? I did know that only when I started researching. I, I actually had seen this movie before, but I didn't know that. Uh, up until researching it for for our conversation here but Uh it has that feel to it and i think that's the thing that makes it i I, i'm going to talk later about why i think nobody saw this movie but okay it has this feeling that it is out of all like the abc spooky family movies that are right up your alley Uh this one's way better Oh, I agree. Uh, then, like, 100%. all of them. Yes. I think it's because of R.L. Stein. Yes, absolutely. And That's what I was going to say. Yeah, dude, the fact that it's got the proper R.L. Stein vibe to it, you know. It glues it all together. Yes. R.L. Stein, dude, was making a killing at this point. He had yeah. released Goosebumps 2000. Ultimate Goosebumps was rocking Fox Kids at the time. Um, he started writing his, like, 16th or 60th book series, mostly ghostly. Oh, yeah. Um, his book series, the, the Nightmare Room, was finally produced into a TV series. And he was writing this banger of a movie. This this main kid, actually, the main actor in this one, uh-huh. uh, he was in the Nightmare Room. Yes, he was. Yeah. And it's so there's just this weird connection with sp- the Spooky Kid content. Yeah. You know, we've talked that before. We're always like... There, there's this weird Canadian connection. Uh, it does the, the Canadian <laughs> connection doesn't exist here, but there is a lot of weird overlap in Spooky Kids content. Yes, there is, and and I I'm not complaining about it, but I love how R.L. Stein's characters are so believable in a way. Mm-hmm. It's mostly because of their interactions between one another, and the all the actors in this movie killed it. Like even like the annoying kid actors did such a great job. It's so believable. Most recent, the most recent Goosebumps book I read was, uh, is it Night of the Scarecrow? It's the one with the Scarecrow. Yes, I think it's Night of the Scarecrow. I decided to like start rereading some Goosebumps because you, as an adult, you can get through them in like, you know, a day, a less yeah. than a day. But um, the, that's the thing I noticed when I reread that was like they feel like real kids and they do the things that you would do as a kid and they react mm-hmm. a certain way. So that's present in this movie, um, in the way that I don't feel it's present in other. Halloween kids, kids movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I agree. But I also think that Patrick Reed Johnson, the, the director, was able to capture 
the perfect October spooky season with all like the atmosphere. Like you said, every tree. It's got orange o- orange and brown in every shot. Yes. Jack-o'-lanterns yes. And, like, left and jack-o-lanterns right. Jack-o'-lanterns and all the decorations that were spread, you know, sprung all across the town. And um, the the coloring too. It was just so on point. It's very autumnal. Autumnal. Yes. Autumnal. Uh, how do you say that? I don't know if that? that's a real word, but it, still. It is, but I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now or later. Don't um, disrespect me. <laughs> front of the audience. <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect you at all. But regardless, Patrick Reed Johnson killed it for this movie. Like he didn't have to do anything else after this because he killed it. He actually did. I, I He did a great job. I, I was just looking up his other stuff and I was just like, oh, this is just some guy. But uh, he, he, you know, this, I, I, this movie is, looks like a real movie. It doesn't have yeah. that, it doesn't have that ABC family made for tv yes exactly it doesn't feel like it was a made for tv movie it feels like a full production that would be released in theater you know what i saw in the theater i saw the new recent goosebumps part two which came uh-huh. out like through it came out in 2018 and uh i think that they got it all wrong with those goosebumps movies because instead they should just be making like a creep show for kids they should make an, yes, anthology, an anthology horror film with yes. these stories because the stories are so solid how come the book's got to come to life that's so stupid i know it's unfortunate because i feel like that's been done so many times but the point is this movie when good ghouls go bad is very on par with goosebumps 2 like it, <laughs> it, you could tell it's a kid's movie you could tell maybe it's not the biggest budget in the world but it looks like if you sat down in the theater for this you wouldn't be like what is this yeah you know? you're but right I, yeah yeah I, I like it. I, I really recommend it for every Halloween fanatic out there because it's the it is the best Halloween movie you've ever seen. That's like agreed. Yeah, I mean we didn't really get into the plot. I don't know how much we have to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could we can kind of touch on it here and there. I already yeah. said that Curtis Danko has cursed the town, and uh, Christopher Lloyd does a phenomenal job being a zombie, uh, coming back to life. How quickly can we do this? Let's see. Okay. 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 Uh, okay, got, okay. Uh, Rob, not Robert Smith from. The, uh, the cure. The cure. Thank you. He gets burned alive in a um, clay oven thing. <laughs> and as he dies, he writes on the floor of the clay oven. Um, if you ever celebrate Halloween in this town again, I'm going to come back as a ghost. Uh, so, which is so specifically weird, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so nobody in the town wants to celebrate Halloween except for Christopher Lloyd's character, who is like super into it. He goes, he, oh, yeah. he, he, goes he doubles out. down. He tries to fill in the blanks for everybody mm-hmm. else who's not celebrating. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Robert's not Robert Smith comes back as a ghost who, and he looks amazing by the way, dude. And I'm pretty sure it's all practical. I don't it, think it was CGI. A lot of, yeah. They made puppets. Actually. I watched the, uh, DVD featurette, which I'll get into. Okay. Uh, which I was part of it. Yeah, it was a, they had this puppet guy and, you know, the director was saying like they would make the puppet walk through the scene and they'd have to shoot for like, you know, three minutes straight. And out of those three minutes, they'd get maybe two minutes that looked good because sometimes the puppet would like fall on its side or his head would Uh flop around awkwardly or something like that. One of the things they did, there's this shot where a disembodied hand is sort of running around this festival. You remember that scene? Yeah, it's Christopher Lloyd's dis- disembodied hand. But how yes. they did it is they put a guy in a green screen spandex suit. And <laughs> he was cut Green it, Man? But just the only thing that was <laughs> not Green hand. Man was his hand. So they just had him run around this freak show in a, in a green Green Man suit. <laughs> jumping around <laughs> knocking things over with his hand on the table i think that's, I love that's that. an incredibly um funny visual yeah but that that uh you know dvd featurette that i watched in this film 
uh, really highlighted a lot of things about the production that I found was kind of interesting. First off, I was a I found it to be a bit staggering hmm. that you know all Spooky Kids content seems to be, seems to go back to Canada, right? Yeah, not here, buddy. No, Canada. but the mom is dead. Oh yeah, well that's true. That's the only overlap. No Canada <laughs> in this film, kids. though. Yes. Uh, actually, I find it to be a bit jarring because, uh, like, there's this big Australian kind of presence in this film, and hmm. it's not in with the you know the actors are all speaking like they're American kids and stuff. But um, okay, I never you know, got that I in never the DVD in the production featurette. They're all like, "Yeah, this is a Halloween movie, really <laughs> scary." And we want to make a movie for kids. So do they shoot it in Australia? Yeah, it's hard to say because I didn't watch the whole featurette. It was cut along. <laughs> and uh, I just made it through part of the featurette. Okay. But uh, it's a good scary movie for Halloween time for kids. <laughs> so I found it to be a bit... Oh, you know what's really funny earlier on in the featurette? Okay, there's a part where we're first introduced to um, Christopher Lloyd's character, right? Uh-huh. And he's dressed as a Viking because he's super into Halloween. He has these big horns on his Viking helmet. And uh, the main kid had reported that uh, Christopher Lloyd's... They had to reshoot that shot a bunch of times because Christopher Lloyd's um, horns on his Viking helmet kept poking him in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the kid? Yeah, the little kid getting poked <laughs> in his damn eyeballs. Okay, I can see, like, Christopher, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Every well, that, time. I, I, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. Christopher Lloyd is huge because uh-huh. he's Doc Brown, but, like, he does a lot of junk. and, and uh, He does a lot of side characters, and I really yeah. respect that. Ever since the taxi days, he's yeah. always done, like, the side character, never really the lead. You could, you could also, that's a kind way to say that he does a lot of junk. And uh, <laughs> I love Christopher Lloyd regardless. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing I really loved about this was the score. Oh, yeah. And I, man, it just really glued the whole thing together for me. When you Google the movie, there's a whole, not a whole lot of info out there. Some, you know, all these ABC Kids family movies, they, there's like not a lot of info there's no background really. stories no really real trivia dig, or anything yeah. exactly this the one thing that did pop up all over the place was like this score was well received phenomenal. and well known yeah yes yeah it was so phenomenal that when good ghouls go bad actually won in a australian which just makes sense australian guild of screen composers for the best score in a miniseries or telemovie i've never heard of a made-for-tv movie called telemovie but i want to start calling them that we have, I love uh, that term. We have telemovies tele- down here. <laughs> and uh, we make scary movies for kids down here. And, uh, <laughs> scary Halloween movies. We like scary <laughs> Halloween movies for kids down here. Okay. Um, and the composer was Christopher Gordon. I don't think he's Australian. And he hasn't done a whole lot of things. I think this is probably the best thing that he's ever done in his composing career. Yeah, he's just some guy. He's just some guy. Yeah. Just Christopher Gordon. That's the same thing with the director. There's just some guy. Just some guy. Just Patrick Reed Johnson. They got lucky, though. <laughs> they actually, like, you're, the director, you know, for all intents and purposes, was kind of just some guy. And uh-huh. the guy who did the score was just some guy. Yeah. However, they made a really solid Halloween movie. I think everyone was eager and and very passionate. Yeah. And I think all I think it was just the right time, the right uh cast and crew and it just everything came together perfectly. Because you know what? I I really like we talked about the hollow a little bit, which is yes. another ABC. 
I really like that from like kind of an ironic so bad it's good standpoint. Mm-hmm. That's kind of junk. It <laughs> it's is kind of junk. Th- this uh, movie though. This movie like not this junk. should have been a theatrical release. Like this could have been in there with cat. The only thing that is really doesn't feel like a theatrical release is like the acting is a bit junky at times. It, but I think that was intentional. I don't think. I mean, they were trying to take it serious, but you could definitely tell the writing's a little campy because it's R.L. Stein. Yeah. But but I think I think that was intentional. I think that you're very optimistic. Oh, well, I think thank that you're you. dangerously optimistic. Well, oh, thank you, that Halloween kid, Jamie. That kid, hey, that kid is a terrible actor, but I think he did it on purpose. Is what you said. <laughs> it was intentional. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> but but you're right, dude. Like when you look this up online, there's not a whole lot of trivia. But there was one thing that stood out to me, and I didn't really read up on it, so I'm hoping that you did. But there was apparently like some true crime shit that was happening. Around the time of production, like a well, murder almost, almost, or something like almost, that. Almost, actually, I'm going to tell you a little um, unsolved mystery story that surri- surrounds this film. Ooh, should we and, do the unsolved mystery music? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, no, but for real, this is uh, yeah. Keep that music going because I actually okay. want to. I want to be a little scary. Let's do it. Let's do um, it. Because I think this is going to affect the way that you watch the film if you've never seen it or if you haven't <laughs> seen it in a while. Okay. But. Uh, so this film stars child actor Joe Pitchler. Now in January 2005, when he was 18 years old, young actor Joe Pitchler went missing. His car was found with a note saying he wished he was a better brother. An investigator believed that to be a suicide note, but his family strongly disagrees. Yet here we are in the year 2022, year of our Lord, his body has not been found to this day. Wow. Yes. So are they speculating suicide or? Uh, I believe the investigators believe it to be primarily a suicide. Okay. Well, his family Dang. strongly disagrees. Uh, friends that knew him and were close to him uh, say that he was in really good spirits the last time they saw him. However, uh, I believe he had an outgoing call from his cell phone at four o'clock in the morning. And that was the last, uh, the last trace of him. They found his car on the side of the road and, uh, that was it. So when you watch this film, just know that that child actor just five years later, after you're seeing him in this film goes missing missing. and would remain missing for some 20 ish years. Yeah. And to this day, that's wild. Yeah. Well, overall, Jamie, what are your final thoughts in this movie? My final thoughts in this movie are that you should absolutely see it uh, if you are a lover of the Halloween season. I mean, I've got it playing right now as we're talking. And, and, <laughs> we do. And we the, both do. <laughs> the thing is so October-y. Um, every house is covered in homemade Halloween decorations. Every tree is orange and brown. Every shot has a jack-o'-lantern in it. Um, so just for the seasonal vibe, but on top of it, I do think that it's a pretty special story. There are some great practical effects in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some ghouls that come back to life uh, to celebrate Halloween. They're led by Christopher Lloyd as a zombie and other zombies and great, great practical effect. Main ghost, whatever his name was. What was the kid's name? Ghost <laughs> Robert Smith. Uh, uh, Curtis Smoke a Joint. Curtis Dagwood or something like that. <laughs> Curtis <And> Danko. Danko. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I, I truly recommend this movie. I think that, uh, one part of your brain is going to be telling you it's a piece of junk, but it's not. 
Yes, a hundred percent. This is kind of like that uh, Michael Jackson's Ghost that we did last year. Well, you're right. Like, you're, right it's, you're right. It's up there. Like it's it's uh, goes underneath people's radar for for multiple reasons, but it still stands it stands out to this day as a really good Halloween flick. And so whatever everything that you've said, I hundred percent agree with. I mean, but this is this is child spook central. Yes. You know, they, they don't make a lot of con- scary content for kids anymore. And there are little things in here that if you saw if you were uh, six, seven, eight, you'd probably be actually scared of. Like yeah, the, especially like, the zombies. Like the main zombies and stuff yes. like that. And I yeah, mean, yeah. Gosh, any 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 inkling of, of being scared when you're a little kid, I mean, it sticks around with you forever, you know? It does, even to I, this day. I, I think I've talked about... Um, uh, a local theme park before, right? Stop me if I've if I've talked about this. This was it okay. was called uh, Land of Make Believe. Have I talked about Land of Make Believe on the show before? I think briefly. Okay, uh, it is just like a pretty. It's pretty great, but also kind of rinky dink family it's, it's run there in theme park. It's 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 only exists here in New Jersey, but it's in North okay. Jersey. It's right by where they filmed the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. Interesting. In Blairstown. Okay. okay. And, uh, but it is like family run. It's not like a six flags, you know, it's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, elbow grease in this kind of stuff, (laughs) but it's been there for a really long time. And when I was a kid, I remember all you'd go through and I mean, they had theme park rides. They had like a little haunted house you could walk through. They had, um, the North Pole you could go to and sit on Santa's lap and it would be fucking 200 what? degrees in there in, in August. And there was a Santa, like a real live Santa Sweating dressed his up? Sweating fucking balls off in there. Oh my God. What do you want? What do you want for Christmas, kid? I want, I want, um, I want, Jesus fucking Christ, kid. I want Tamagotchi and I want, Hit get, clips. This, get this fucking kid out of here. I, I, I want, okay. So there's all kinds okay. of stuff, but it was also like, I don't know what it is. It's kind of built on historical land. Okay. Um, Interesting. And so there is all the way in the back. It's kind of in the woods in New Jersey. And it's all surrounded by woods. And if you go all the way to the back, there are these genuine historical houses that when you look inside, they have the old creepy floors and they're untouched since you know, the 1800s. And, oh, well, wow. uh, so it wasn't like remodeled or rebuilt or anything no, like that? No, it's the real deal. And uh, there's a waterfall behind the houses and there's like this little speaker box and you go over and you press a button and it tells you the story about the, the waterfall back there. And I remember being, goddamn, like fucking five years old and you'd go to this thing and you press this button and this old voice would come on through this kind of like creepy speech, unintentionally creepy, by the way. It's just supposed <laughs> okay. to be historical, but this old voice would come in and it told this story while you're while you're standing by these old, creepy historical houses that, and it's saying, "Well, right in front of you there is Johnny Jump State Forest. Got its name from an incident that occurred back in the 1800s. <laughs> now, there was a young girl named Jenny who used to play on top of the waterfall over there. And then, and this and it got pretty vile actually. Really, like, I can't it. There's, I got to revisit this park to see if it's still there and untouched and unmoved because basically the voice goes on to tell the story about how Jenny is up on top of the um, waterfall playing and these Native Americans uh, begin charging at her through the forest <laughs> and they are they have arrows ready and they're running for her. And the voice, I believe, even says something like, 
They were going to rape her and they were going to skin her head. <laughs> oh my God. In a kid's park, dude. <laughs> And the dad runs out in the store. And her father ran out and ran to the base of the waterfall. And he knew that if those got her, they'd rape her and they'd break her arms. And this is going through an old creepy speaker box in in an old, old kids theme park. And the story goes on to tell how Jenny's dad ran out, saw the Native Americans running towards her. And look, I know this is sensitive material these days, but I'm just telling it exactly how the speaker told me. I'm not taking okay. any opinion on it. I'm not saying what's what. This <laughs> the speaker is, said This it. is exactly what the speaker said. <laughs> okay. The speaker, you know, for fear that Jenny would be captured and brutalized, he told her to jump and that he would catch her. No. And he knew that he couldn't catch her, but oh. he figured that if she jumped and just exploded on the rocks at the bottom of the waterfall, it would be better than being captured by the Native Americans. And, and this is still and, a speaker box potentially scalped. Well, yeah, the speaker box is going. <laughs> and the father knew that he couldn't count Jenny, but he didn't want her to get her arms broken and raped. That's so brutal. I'm dead serious. I am dead oh, serious. Man. I, I'm, not, I'm not fabricating any of this at all. I, I believe you. I swear I believe to you, this. I am not fabricating any of this. <laughs> And the thing that haunted me so much as a kid, like gave me nightmares and made me so scared and gave me goosebumps every time I was back there at the back of Land of, Lake, Land of Make-Believe and, and Jenny Jump State Far- Park uh, or State Forest was that how the way it ends. It ends with the line that I always quote to my dad, which is, which is and Jenny jumped and Jenny died. <laughs> yeah. Fucking gnarly, dude. Uh, <laughs> See, that was like the ongoing joke with you and your dad. <laughs> pretty much to this day, yeah. Like, like every, I'd say like twice a year. Like my so one, my dad or I will just go. Andrade jumped. Andrade died. <laughs> and and uh, there's yeah yeah. Oh, that's 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 terrible. Horrifying. I, you will kid. have to go and like update us if it's if it's still there. I I wonder. It, okay, because like forever that there was another joke. We had a lot of jokes about land and make believe. One of them was that like there was a scarecrow that would talk to you. You would go up to him and there was like a speaker box built into I, him. I, I do remember this. We talked story. about that a little yes. bit. It was basically yeah, a yeah. walkie-talkie, and somebody would be on the other end, and it was the same guy for like twenty years. He fucking hated his job, <laughs> and he'd always be like, "Uh, oh, how you kids doing?" <laughs> you know, like you, you just didn't want to be there. But the last time I went, I went about, I would say a decade ago when my sister was like just getting a little too old to be there. We went one last time. Jenny Jump was still intact, um, but there was a new guy working the scarecrow. So I don't know. Jenny Jump could be replaced, but um, you can Google Jenny Jump State Forest, Jenny Jump State Park, and you will see what I'm talking about. I mean, this is a this is the real deal. <laughs> That's that's traumatizing. Yes. And, and another thing that traumatized me when I was a kid, well, maybe you can answer this question for me. Did Ernest Scared Stupid scare you when you were younger? When you uh, watched it, man, we've talked about we've talked about Ernest in length in the show, haven't yeah, we? We have, we have. No, I don't really? think it did. Okay. I, you know what? Not the ghouls, not the goblins, or whatever they were. Uh, uh-huh. The kid being turned to stone, I didn't like too much. Mm. I was kind of like, I don't like that. See, it it terrified me when I was younger. The like, goblins just seeing and stuff, or what? The, the troll, yeah. But just just seeing the cover and like and Video Castle, my local mom and pop rental shop, would scare the living shit out of me. Mm. I, it was weird because I love Ernest movies. I loved him. 
back in the day, and I used to request them quite often. But when I was younger, there was something about that troll that really got to me. And like, it wasn't even until like 10 years later when it was on HBO during the Halloween seasons when I actually sat down and watched it for the first time. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, so there's the big troll. And he runs around and runs the show. But there's also a bunch of um, background trolls that do a lot of yeah. running around. In. And uh, these trolls all were designed by the uh, Chiodo Bros. Who oh, that we, makes sense. We know from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We know yes. from the Large Marge segment of yep. Pee-wee's Big and Adventure. Pee-wee's, yep. That all makes um, sense. Because all of them terrified me. Well, <laughs> even, even more exciting <laughs> as an addition about the Chiodo Bros uh, than their involvement in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Or, uh, uh, this movie here... Um, uh, Ernest scared stupid mm-hmm. is that you can Google this because I'm not sure exactly what it is, but you'll find a picture. Somebody has lovingly stitched it together. The uh, Chiodo Bros they pulled out some of the masks from Killer Clowns from Outer Space and they repainted it to be trolls no. in Ernest Scared Stupid. Wow. And when you look at the side by side, you can see exactly what it is, which ones they reused. It's they, the fat they one. They reused a lot of props because they reused like the pizzas from uh, I think it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Yes. Movie. Yep. Yep. Pizzas so, reused props. That's smart. They saved a lot of money. But look that up. I mean, it's a little a little cool piece of of film history so that so that scared you as a kid huh oh yeah and i'm glad i didn't watch it until 10 years later because this whole movie happened in a small town in missouri and i for a matter of fact was living in a small town in missouri oh so if i watched God. it when i was younger dude i would be it would be over but but since then this movie uh, has become a staple for the season. Like around this time of year, I always have it. I mean, I have it on VHS, so it's always in my rotation. I think that I agree with you. I love this movie. I know that I agree with you, and I love this movie. I think that the complaint that people have about this movie is there's too much kids. Um, yeah, I can see that, but that's an earnest movie. There's always a lot of kids in earnest movies. Right. We we want to see. I mean. We want to see Ernest. We want to see Jim Varney. Uh, we don't really. We're not really paying money to see those kid actors. That's true. Uh, and but that is totally fine. I think it is a classic of the time. I mean, how did this terrify? I mean, were you you were scared to watch it? What, what are you talking about? It was mostly the commercials because I remember seeing some of the commercials and it showed the large troll. Like, and I've always always scared. I was a huge scaredy cat when I was younger. Halloween used to scare me until I was probably eight years old it's very funny that you that you say that and you love it so much now because i think mm-hmm. i agree with you i don't think halloween in general scared me but i remember like trick-or-treating and like when i saw in the distance that there was a house where like they got really into it and the guy was dressed up and scaring kids like yes. I, in my head i'd be like i don't want to go over there yeah I- i'm gonna pass over that one yeah and and like I, for the whole block leading up to it i'd be dreading it like mm-hmm. that's spooky i mean spooky Real life spooky, I think, always got me. Like, yeah, and, and, and mysterious stuff. Like, I, the scariest things for me were the creeps in my town that, like, nobody really <laughs> knew the story about them. Like, there's just like, there were like random creeps in my town, and and we had we all had nicknames for them. It was like, you remember in Home Alone when they're looking oh, out the, at the, the, neighbor the neighbor and they're like, they yeah. got the story. There was a lot of guys like that in my so town. So I'm sure there's a lot of like legend and lore exactly. there's a lot uh, of surrounding like, them. Probably most of it wasn't true, but some of it definitely was. Okay. And like us kids would see him come and be like, that's actually, okay. One guy's name, his last name was Munson. Okay. Um, but we called him Bumson because he was, <laughs> it was a bum. <laughs> yeah. He was a bum. <laughs> so, that's mean, but it, we were uh, kids. Yeah. And, uh, Bumson 
the legend about okay this bumson uh had a big giant head like a pumpkin like it was mm. the thing was huge we've and talked had, about this before have, we, have i brought him up before i don't know if it's on the podcast but i Just remember you briefly talking about that he had like some sort of accident is that right he had really long stringy hair and he wore like a bandana and he had like these really dead eyes this giant head and he just looked like a zombie uh, hippie. Like he always had like tie dye on and stuff. <laughs> but with and, a pumpkin head. But a big giant pumpkin head. And <laughs> and this and he would walk the streets at night. Oh, and he no, had like that's this terrifying. he had this stick that he carried. And as he was walking, he would like he would have the stick dragging on the ground. So it would be like late at night in the summer times around the street, and you would just hear like. No. scraping and you'd look up the street and you'd just see the silhouette with this giant fucking head and this stringy <laughs> hair and we'd all like panic and run inside and the story about him the legend at least was that um he rode as a kid or like a teenager he rode his bicycle off of the elementary school which was three stories high oh my god like evil... so he was like a, a daredevil a bmx daredevil well you know he he grew up in the days of evil knievel uh, true so every you know there was a lot of kids around in the 70s that were like i'm gonna ride my bike off of stuff but the story <laughs> was like he he rode his bike off and he got like majorly messed up and uh, he just like would walk the streets at night just totally in space like carrying the stick around um, but it was so scary as a kid. And yeah. actually, like, I, I I have talked to my dad about this recently. Like, I was like, he didn't ride his bike off the school. My dad's like, he did. <gasps> I I know he did. He can clarify. He, swe- and I, he, he swears, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I remember that school. I tend to think you would definitely die if you rode your bike off it. But, you know, Bumson survived. There, there was, there was a, I mean, there was quite a few of these guys. And... You know, now it's years later, and you go, "God damn, those are just guys that probably really needed help." Yeah, um, poor guys, poor guys. But as a kid, it is so scary. terrifying. It is so scary. Yeah, terrifying, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> well, when Big Ed gave us "When Good Ghouls Go Bad," that got me thinking about all the other Halloween made-for-TV movies for kids, and I thought, like, I made a compiled a short list. Of movies, I think that would make a perfect double feature with when good ghouls go bad. Um, the first one, Halloween Town, an excellent yeah, classic. Actually, this fits just in with it. It, 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 it really looks does. Like it even yes, because yeah. there's like the, the family kind of disowns Halloween. They don't want to celebrate Halloween, and they find out the reason why. Kind of the same thing with when good ghouls go bad, which is fantastic. Another Disney original movie is Tower of Terror. I think this one, yeah. Would pair very well with when good ghouls go bad. That one, that back. one even like kind of transcends the uh, made-for-TV movie because it, it, it does. It, it's like you could have seen that in the theater and not been too weirded yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. And then double, double toil and trouble with uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. It's definitely got that October seasonal vibes. Um, not fully Halloween, but very, very close. I own that on VHS. I haven't watched it because I'm afraid of uh, like somebody walking in and thinking I'm a pervert. <laughs> Because you're enjoying America and National movie. So enjoying a movie about two <laughs> young girls. That's yeah. And and the last one, um, I'm pretty sure it's a made for TV movie because I remember watching it when it premiered on Cartoon Network. But the Halloween Tree. Oh, we talk God. about this yeah. movie every single year. I I also think it's an underrated Halloween movie, and I think honestly this one would pair perfectly 
or make a perfect double feature with when good ghouls go bad. I think that like uh, the Halloween tree really in my heart and soul and mind and skeleton and bones, I think that it should and can replace the great pumpkin. Yes. You know, as far as like the Halloween cartoon that they put the thing fucking just exude. It's just like it's uh, ugh, it's Halloween to its core, dude. <laughs> it, is, dude. it really is. It has a Leonard Nimoy voiceover. Yep. I, sure I, I want to hear Leonard Nimoy do Je- the Jenny Jump voiceover. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> It's too bad I don't have a good Leonard Nimoy impression. I know. I was going to say you should. But anyway. Hi, I'm Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> well, there you have it. When good ghouls go bad. You can't just wrap up there. Yes, you can. You can. Yes, you absolutely can. We just did. I'm not ready for the episode to be over. Jamie... Halloween, Jamie? Yeah. It's finally the Halloween season, and we've got a lot lined up for our listeners, so we've got to get moving. We've got to get moving and grooving, but I just don't want it to end. I just am having a lot of fun, and I just love Halloween <laughs> so much, deep in my core. And, and I really love when good ghouls go bad, so I highly recommend you guys checking it out. Yeah, we didn't dive too much into the, like, I guess we started talking about the plot, but uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is really, if you've never seen it before, this will be a new favorite of yours if you're a Halloween lover. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's on YouTube. I actually got one in more. In its entirety. I actually got one more thing to say to you. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to cut uh, that out. Right. That was embarrassing. No, yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? That wasn't a regular burp. I'm sick. That was... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What well, also is pretty sick is that I heard you got to hang out with Spooky Basement. Spooky Basement is great. Yeah, Spooky Basement's really great. I we want to give out. a big shout out yes. to Spooky Basement. Shout out! He is. Uh, they are now retired with the book series. Uh huh. But absolutely Congrats. great people. Congratulations for uh, 100 years in the business. Yeah, um, it's impressive. 100 years. Not too many people could say they have 100 years in the business. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope to. Uh, I hope to. Have, well, I don't know. Maybe having the show. Who knows? Mm, I don't know if Ed would allow that. Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, well, speaking of Ed, if you are... Not that way. Like, Dallas- I, need to, I need to reiterate because... Okay. I said, fuck that. Do you want me to, you want me to cut that out? Uh, no, no, no. I don't want anybody... I don't want... I don't want Spooky Basement to think... I don't want Clay to think that I'm talking about fuck that by him coming on the show. I want him to come on the show and saying, fuck that, because I don't want to really listen to what Ed says, because we've been doing this for a really long time. Do you, do you, do you want me to cut that out, too? No. Do, do you want to talk about this after the show? No, I don't. Okay. I want to talk about this um, during the show. Anyway, speaking of Big Ed... If you are in the Fort Dallas area, which I believe it's actually really close by the International Airport, Dallas Fort Worth. Check out Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you should definitely check out Ed's Retro Arcade in Chile. And I believe he uh, is premiering his spooky green chili for the Halloween season. That's fu- I got to be honest with you. That's fucking vile. D- no, <laughs> I, I really think it's a great idea. Apparently, it's so hot. It's green. Like he uses so many green chilies. It's just like pure green and like kind of looks like slime. So I think it's a lot of fun right. for the Halloween season. I'm going to give a take on this ad read, if you don't uh, mind. I, did I'm you gonna, receive it? I'm going to do it as sincerely as I possibly can. Okay. All right. Let's go for it. Hey. You know, if you're ever coming down to the uh, Ed's Scary uh, Arcade, who cares? Get some chili. I, I'm going to stop you there, J-Dog. 
because I don't want to upset our sponsor. I think he's doing uh, our show justice. Yeah. Um, he's he's got a lot of things picked out for us for the Halloween season. That right. I'm actually very excited about. Mm-hmm. We I, I want to talk to him about bringing on a special guest. I, I think that'd be fun to have a special guest on for the for the Halloween season. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to Ed. I'll send him an email after this. Let's okay? not talk to Ed. This is Devil's. It's going to be Devil's Night soon. That's true. Yeah. Okay. This is like a this you're in the full Halloween zone, baby. Yes, you yeah. are. Yes. <laughs> well, until next time, always remember to rewind. Oh, that's it. You're that's oh, it. Oh no 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 no. Until next time, always remember to be kind. <laughs> always remember to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It's late. Yeah, I gotta, it's like it's almost one o'clock I gotta, for you. I gotta right go now. to bed. I gotta go. It is. Gotta, it is so late for you. I J-Dog. have to go to bed so you, much. <laughs> yes, you do. But anyways, until next time, always remember to be kind and then rewind that motherfucker. And then we'll all stay spooky. Hey, but for real, we got to talk about that. Um, uh, yeah, that's. Because I, I sent a few notes um, over to the, um, I sent a few notes over late last night to, to Ed or to me because I, I haven't checked. Yeah, it, it seems like nobody's checking. It, to be honest with you, I uh, I sent a few things. I all, I really just need to confirm that anyone's getting my emails. Okay, I mean you can send me one now or I did. Do I did. Up and, oh well, here look. Um, I'm gonna send you what I sent you last night. I'm gonna do it while you're okay. on the phone or on the call. Okay. Just let me know you got it because I just right. want to make sure that my stuff is going through. It certainly feels like it's not going through. I mean, it's it's kind of late. Do you mind if we do this tomorrow? I want to I want to nip this in the bud. Oh, I want to nip okay. this right now. Um, well, I, I I would prefer to do it tomorrow if that's okay. Because I mean, I, I think we can. When I wake up tomorrow, I receive your email. I can go ahead and forward that's that to, that's, to, that's to Ed, eight, and that's, we can get that that ball rolling. That's eight hours from now. Yes, but I'm, I'm extremely yeah, tired. I am too, but I, I, I think, think that, that this is important for the show. That we just get... Just, just tell okay. me that you're getting all right. it. I just want to make sure there's nothing messed up. Okay? All right. All right. All right. Okay. Hold on. I, I mean, let me bring this up. Um, which, which email did just you send your, to? Your, your one email. You have one. Oh. How many emails do you okay. have? Oh, hold on. How many does he have? have do I have the right... I, Okay. I, I'm not. I'm honestly don't know how many Ed has, but what has he been? I'm, I mean, I'm am I missing here. anything? Is he? Te- what's the? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you're you're CC'd on this last email. I'm not. Is it spelled right? You know what? Maybe that's it. 